you are now about to experience the revive effect i'm your host matt celestio and if you want to learn to master your mind get the body you want and create the life you've always wanted to live you are in the right place at revive my mission is to create a better way of living for our generation by challenging the current ways we live every day and in each episode i bring you a radically different approach to fat loss a fresh perspective on life and a new way of living to help you get to where you truly want to be in life So kick back and let's jump into it. Welcome to The Revive Effect. We live in an age where we're constantly plugged in. Social media, movies, internet, all at our fingertips. And it's so easily accessible for us that it's almost inevitable that we're going to get sucked into it that we're going to get distracted by it and that it pulls our energy out from what we were focusing on and what we want to focus on and distracts us from these very things. And it's so normalized in our culture, right? We work on our computers. We entertain ourselves on our TVs. There's screens almost in every room you think about it. And it's almost alarming how much screens are out there. But because it's so normalized, have you ever stopped to ask yourself, what effect is this having on you? Right? We're so easy to get distracted and kind of tunnel vision into this digital age that we forget there was a way we lived before screens. And for a lot of us, our listeners right now, you're probably around my age, mid twenties to, you know, early forties, maybe fifties, even there was a time where there was no GPS. There was no social media. There was no instant connectivity to the internet. Was life better back then? Or is it better now? Again, both has its pros and cons, but for the vast majority of us, I think that the digital age has really had a, a negative effect on us. And today's episode and with the guest we're going to have today, she's amazing. We're going to dive into exactly why we think that is. So what kind of gave me the inspiration for this episode was I was actually reviewing a lot of the content Revive continued to put out on Instagram. I was looking at the analytics and the content that resonated the most, meaning it got the most engagement, the most shares, the most likes, most comments. It wasn't the nutrition. It wasn't the sleep. It wasn't the fat loss. Wasn't it wasn't any of those kind of mainstream topics, but you know which topic really really took the took the top right there? It was mental health. It was mental well being. People are so especially after the pandemic. Oh my goodness, I felt the effects of it too. I know you probably have too. This whole concept of mental health has almost kind of been deteriorated because that's all we've been doing for the last couple of years. We've been on these devices trying to connect with others, whether it be Zoom, whether it be Instagram, whether it be Facebook, whatever it is. A lot of people, and I'm taking note of this, a lot of people are really, really struggling around this mental health issue. And that's really what fueled the inspiration to this day's episode, which is finding your true identity and unlocking your inner self-worth, especially in this digital age. Now, I personally struggled with negative self-talk, insecurity, and not being happy. And, you know, I've had my own journey with that. I continue to work with that every day. But I think a large part of why I felt that way was because of this digital age. But why? Why is the digital age making me unhappy, insecure, and contribute to my negative self-talk? And I believe it's for, for one simple reason. This ocean, this abyss of just content and people out there, it's so easy to lose yourself in that ocean, right? You're just one person. Remember how one person, there's 8 billion people in the world. And if you're constantly seeing random people all day, it's so easy to get sucked in, compare and wonder why your life isn't as great or maybe I should be doing that or this because everybody else is doing it. 
but you never check in with yourself and say, do I want to do this? Do I really want to do this? And if you don't take that step back and think for yourself, clarify some things, again, you're going to get pulled in, distracted, and then disconnect further from your identity. So how do we maneuver this digital age successfully, right? It's not going away anywhere time or anytime soon. I don't think the internet is going to say, you know what, boys, we've had enough. Thanks for having us. We're out. It's not going to say that. It's going to say we're here to stay. It's going to be here to stay. So how do you navigate this digital age so you don't feel discouraged, so you don't feel insecure, and you don't feel deflated? And that's why I have my special guest with me today, Haley Sorez. And Haley and I go way back. I've known her since I was three. It's almost disgusting how long I know her. She probably laughed right when I just said that as she's listening right now. But she has always been somebody that I could rely on for the best advice possible in any area of life, you name it. She has just been through the ringer. She has been through her own struggles, her personal stories, uh, her own journey. And every time I ask her for advice, she delivers me actionable takeaways that I can bring into my own life. And that's why I specifically, specifically had Haley on for this episode, because I think she can bring a lot of wisdom and insight to the topics that we're going to cover today. So you and I, we're going to get this incredible experience to dive into her personal stories, her personal struggles, and the ways in which she came or she overcame all of these things, especially with the topic of digital age in mind. And again, that's the topic of this um, podcast. So we're going to get a deep dive into all these amazing things. So in terms of finding your identity and unlocking your inner self-worth today, here's what you're going to discover. Number one, we're going to talk about how getting lost in the digital age and how to rediscover your true identity. Next, we're going to dive into everything, emotional baggage, motivation, and drive, and how they're actually connected to each other and they feed off one another. That's a crazy, that's a crazy topic, FYI. And lastly, we're going to dive into unlocking your inner self-worth to drive your true passion and your limitless fire. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. And just, just so you know, this is a special episode today. This is a special episode because this is the 10th episode of the Revive Effect. Now, doesn't seem like much, but you know, when you're starting out, just getting your feet off the ground, 10 episodes, that's a milestone. So I want to say a big thank you to you beautiful, beautiful people who continue to tune in, show your support, great energy, and you share this podcast with people who you think would be inspired because, you know, this podcast wouldn't be anything without all of you listeners. So thank you so much because there's so much amazing work that goes into these podcasts, not just in terms of recording, But in terms of the research, you know, making sure it flows well, producing it, uploading it, then marketing it, a lot of work that goes in. So for you to express your gratitude, I'd like to express my gratitude back to you and say thank you so much for tuning in from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it so much. Now, with this 10th episode in mind, I wanted to bring to light a certain topic that a lot of people have actually been reaching out to me for. They say, you know, what the heck do you guys do here at Revive? You know, you're giving out all this great inspiration, all this great information. How do I work with you? How do I get my hands dirty? Because you're giving out all this powerful advice. I want to make sure that I can put this all into action in a way that is easy. It's actionable. It's implementable. Is that a word? Is implementable a word? I think. Whatever. You know what I mean. So that's a great question, though. A lot of people want to know what we do here at Revive. And to shine some light on that answer for you, We're here to create a better way of living for our generation. That is our driving mission. That is what gets us up out of bed every morning. And to do this, we work to change the conversation around what real health looks like. So you break free from this conventional way of living. Because I think we can all agree, we're not all living the lives we truly want to. And so when you break free, we want to help you tap into your limitless potential. But And then use that to create the body and life, not just that you want 
but that you love. Mm-mm-mm. So the movement, the movement behind Revive is that health and weight loss goes so much deeper than you know what you've been taught to believe. We've been blinded by quick fix diets, magic pills, the hypnotism of social media that we've forgotten what real health looks like. And we've forgotten that we all have this innate ability to tap into the limitless potential that lies dormant inside each and every one of us. And Revive, Revive is here to make sure that we change the conversation around, around what real health looks like. We want to help you break free from this conventional way of living and tap into your limitless potential. So that's why I invite you to join the movement towards creating a better way of living for our generation, the next generation of living. Because ultimately, that's why we're in business. And the people we love to work with, and this is going to sound like you because you're tuning in. I know it's going to sound like you. You're somebody who wants more out of life. You want to have the power, control, and health over your own body. You want to do the things you want to do. Not you have to do, but you want to do. You want to do the things you were meant for. Become the person you always wanted to become. So that way, when you look back at your life, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 years down the road, you can look back on it and you don't have to ask what if. You know you left it all on the table. Health and weight loss goes so much deeper to you than just weight loss, right? It's you breaking free from this negative mentality that you're in. You're tapping into energy you didn't know you have, and you're creating and working towards a body and life that you truly love and enjoy. And the way we do this, the way we help you do this is through our Revive Effect Fat Loss Program right here, if you're watching on the video video version. The Revive Effect Fat Loss Program is our first self-paced program that teaches you to master your mind, accelerate your weight loss, and tap into your limitless potential. In the Revive Effect, you unlock the next generation of weight loss to discover the hidden and more influential and factors at play that are affecting your weight loss. So don't be like other fat loss stragglers who are stuck in this sea of content noise, self-sabotaging excuses, struggling to become the person they were meant to be. Now, creating a body and life, it shouldn't be a body and life that you want. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be difficult and it shouldn't be stressful. But that's the reality how it is for most fat loss stragglers right now. And there's endless, I'm not going to lie to you, there's endless information on quick fixes, fat burning hacks and cheap shred programs. But Nobody's really telling you how to create an entire lifestyle change that upgrades every aspect of your life, right? Your sleep, your mental health, your well-being, your happiness, your stress, your behaviors. That's a huge one. Behavior change. The Revive Effect does exactly that. It encompasses all of this in a step-by-step program to take you from where you are to where you truly want to be in life. All you need to do is just show up to the program with great focus, great energy, and you're going to get from A to B. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, which I hope it does, and you want to learn more, click the link in the show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. And it's going to take you over to the page where you're going to see what's included in the, in the Revive Effect, what you get, how it works, what it's about. And you're going to even see if you are the person that the Revive Effect is truly designed for and if you're going to have the most success in the program. I absolutely adore this program. I live my life by these principles that we put into the Revive Effect. So I ask you and I'm so encouraging you to just click that link in the show notes See if it's for you. No, no strings attached. Just see if it's for you. And hopefully I'll see you in the revive effect. So anyways, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Haley Soros. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the revive effect. We are on episode number 10 and we got a heater of an episode for you today. We have Haley Soros in the house. Haley, how you doing? Yeah. Round of applause. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on the show. I know we were just talking like 
last week and it was a spontaneous episode so i'm so excited you're actually in the studio ready i know to do this. i know i'm kind of nervous but it'll go away hey that's <laughs> when you jump right into it right like we said it's just gonna be nice and i easy. know like a normal conversation that's it that's <laughs> it so we're gonna dive into the first topic of this podcast which is getting lost in the digital age and how to rediscover your true identity yes now, this is a big problem a lot of people struggle with and even personal conversations I have, which is why I really wanted to bring this topic to life. So first, let's start with defining what the digital age is. So basically, it's this indoctrination that everything's digital. Mm -hmm. We have all these cell phones, laptops, computers, like we're constantly on these devices and yeah. we can't really escape from it, right? That's our reality, Western culture. That's what we're doing all day mm -hmm. long. From the minute we wake up, check the phone to what do we do when we go to bed? Check your phone. Check the yeah. phone. Check the phone. So... My question to open up this uh, topic today with you is what do you think the biggest problem the digital age has created for our generation? I would say patience, the lack of patience that we all have now because you're used to retrieving information so quickly. Mm. You, how long do things take to load? Like, do you know what I mean? It's so now in your real life, when you actually have to wait for something or something's taking longer than normal, your brain's used to getting all that information so quickly so it's like when even in conversations with people it just the patience aspect of it i find in my life at least yeah definitely yeah. Mm -hmm. and i like how you said it trickled into even like conversations yeah right? what is this doing for people's goals what do you think that's going to have an effect on oh, like you don't even have patience to do your own hobbies do you know what i mean so it's like a lot of people's hobbies are their goals eventually that's what people try to do so it's inevitable that it's going to be impossible if you don't put your phone down at least for a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing. And you're, you're just, you're waiting for the instant gratification for the goal, right? You're not, you know, putting in the time for the process, yeah. you know, learning the it, learning curve, right? It, it's like patience, like things take time. Yeah. You're not going to have it in like a second. It's obviously, but your body is so used to, or your mind is so used to seeing things and if you want to know something you could just google it right away mm. you know the answer you know what i mean so when things get difficult people just give up because they don't have the patience to right there continue yeah. yeah and then it's all day long right like we said from morning to night you're just getting that constant reiteration in your brain yeah quick fix quick quick mm -hmm. hit right mm -hmm. that's a great answer i think i want to dive a little deeper on that because i think it's the digital age has created an inability for us to be with ourselves yeah to be with your own thoughts to be with your own thoughts mm -hmm. people fear that so greatly and it's because we're so plugged into these devices that we never actually know what it's like to sit with ourselves yeah to, to think to think yeah to think mm -hmm. and when when we don't disconnect there's a whole we're gonna dive into that really really deep but you're gonna just get nudged in a direction that maybe you don't want to or brainwash into a way that you don't want to yeah whether that be through the media you watch the people you're around and it's just constantly plugged in mm -hmm. it's we never get to just disconnect you yeah know? that's true Okay, so let's dive into social media because this is one of the biggest aspects of the digital age. We're yeah. all on it every day. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, we know social media is fake, yet we buy into it every single day. Yes. Why do we do this? Because there is a fun aspect to it. It's okay. fun. You like the attention. You like the engagement. You like, in, It's inevitable that you're going to get addicted to it because you're getting constant reassurance that hey my life is good look my life is good my life is good you know what i mean yeah so i just feel like that's just addicted you, yeah. you're addicted to the quick fit or the, yeah. the quick hit of dopamine mm -hmm. right absolutely mm -hmm. you know what social media for me 
I, I was talking on an episode back with Taryn. Shout out, Taryn, if you're listening. We were talking about how social media is meant as a place for inspiration, connectivity, yeah. yet I, every time I go on it, I feel so isolated. I feel so brought down and mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was? I think that was the goal, what you said initially, like to bring people together, like your family lives across the world. Oh, let's create this platform where you guys can all connect and communicate. But people took it into their own hands and made it this toxic world that is unattainable. Like mm. no matter how much you think you're going to attain it, it's impossible to live someone else's life, to be in someone else's shoes. You can't do that. So just constant negativity being thrown at you because you're constantly comparing yourself all the time all the to time. random people a lot of times or like people you know, people in your city, people wherever. Yeah. You know, you make a great point and it really brought up our conversation earlier when we were talking about social media and particularly women around the fitness industry, fashion industry. Like there's a lot of body body image problems going mm-hmm. along um, with these fashion brands, right? And we're always talking body positivity, yada, 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 mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yet we talked about it, the majority of the time. That's not what you're seeing. You're no. seeing majority fit, yeah. sleek, sexy. Yeah. You're not seeing the, the real person. Never. No. Never. So, okay. How do you think that's affected you personally? Oh, like greatly. Oh, God. greatly. Okay. Like I see reels or I see TikToks of just like girls, like not even, I don't think intending to give, be, malicious, give, be yeah. malicious or give a bad message, but because I can access this information so easily, I'm like, oh my God, that girl, she is damn fine. Sexy, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. why can't I look like that? So I feel like it's helped me maintain a healthier lifestyle because I have a healthier goal because Mm -hmm. of these girls that I've seen, but not everybody does it in a healthy way, which is why it's so toxic. And it's like, you need to see more uplifting things. So I feel like that would be changing people you follow, people you hang out with. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because if you constantly see something you want to be, you're just going to negative self-talk to yourself all the time and you're not going to be like this is who I am and I should be loved for who I am mm. not for who she is yes. because I'm not her yes you know what I mean right there yeah yes <laughs> so uh, let, let's bring it back to our conversation the other day too yeah. when we were on the same topic of body positivity mm-hmm. and we're always we talked about how when you're looking at body positivity online for the fitness in- industry especially it's always you no know, women women have this body positivity you're all beautiful everybody's beautiful which is fantastic but how often do you see that for the guys? Almost never. Almost never. Think Almost think never. about it logically. When's the last time you've seen a big guy on, I'm not going to name the brand names, but on the activewear brands that you see promoting these clothes? It's true. You don't. You don't. And we never check in with the men. Like, men, how are you doing? It's always about okay? the... Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> so all my guys out there, like, I personally, I've struggled with this too, this body complex imagery, because all I see are jacked guys. Yeah. All jack- over. Just, they're all jacked. Everybody's mm-hmm. jacked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like for the average person working a nine to five, you know, trying to get a business off the ground or just trying to live their best life. Yeah. That's, yes, it's attainable in the sense that you can, you know, put your nose to the ground, you can get it. But at the end of the day, you need to check in with yourself and understand people are paid to look like this. Exactly. And people, this is their job. But when you're not seeing the real person, it's so easy to just kind of forget about that aspect. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You don't see real things like Nothing is real that nothing. you see on there. Not a damn thing is real. Nothing matters. But then it no, literally nothing matters. Literally nothing matters. <laughs> but in your head, it's real to you because you know these people that you follow and you're like, wow, 
oh, she looks good. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's not your life. Like, you need to really separate yourself from you and the media because, like, the plus size guys, like, that's so sad to me that that isn't exposed anywhere. Like, I have not seen one. Like, when we talked about it the other day, I was thinking about it and I was like, I went home and I was telling my family, I was like, have you all ever seen that? Because <laughs> I didn't see that one time. No, yeah. No. And they all said no probably too, Yeah, right? no. And yeah. I was like, interesting. Is it? Is it interesting? It's tea. It's tea. You got to talk <laughs> about it for sure. Uh, but I like how you said, you know, if you don't really kind of take that step back and kind of think for yourself right at the beginning, you almost kind of lose sight of who you are. And this is this is where we're going to get right into this now, which is this identity aspect of just life and life in general, but in terms of the the world you're operating in. Yes. So in terms of identity now, can you briefly define what identity means to you? I think it means knowing who you are and being proud of it and going through those tribulations and problems to get to that point. I feel like you have to get to that point in order to know yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you know who you are? I would say like 90%. Where it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. I surprise myself. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're all a work in progress, right? Yeah. Literally. So you know what? I You think I make... I. Wow, I can't even speak. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think you make a great point. And I want to just almost go on the flip side a little bit in terms of identity because when we usually define our identity, we're always talking in relation to external things, whether that be a job title, whether that be a relationship, whether mm -hmm. that be a, an, like an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's who I am, quote unquote. But the problem with that is, let me tell you the problem. If you take away those external factors, you essentially take away your identity. Yes. Who, who are you without your relationship? Mm -hmm. Who are you without your job? Who are you without your title? Mm -hmm. And when we don't define that in concrete terms or at least have a heightened sense of awareness around that, that's where we get lost. That's where we get sucked into our just negative self-sabotaging behavior, stuck and tired and miserable. And yeah. there's a very fine line there that we don't really address a lot of the times because again, lack of thought, mm -hmm. lack of thought, right? Being with your own thoughts. That's it. That's it. So... With the digital age, right, do you feel that this has brought us closer to our identity or has it shifted us kind of away and why? Very far away. Hmm. Because I feel like all those things you listed, like about yourself, like I'm an entrepreneur, like, or whatever, like that's just what I thought of when you said it. And it's like, I feel like that's what other people think of you. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't really know you for you. So it's like when you start to think about who am I minus all these people's opinions, you know what I mean? Take hmm. away the job, take away the relationship, take away everything. Who am I and how it, can I be better always? You know what I mean? I feel like you never know who you actually are. You just always progress. You always get better and learn more about yourself as yes. time goes on. But I think with the digital age, it's so far. Because you're constantly being fed so much media and so much consumption of it that your brain is like, is this who I want to be? And then you're like, yeah, this is who I want to be. And then years later, you're like, no, why did I do that? I never wanted to do that. I just seen everyone else doing it. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's definitely swayed, especially for me, like my own identity. You have to really like work at it, like in your own head. Be like, who am I? Minus what people say about me. Minus what even my family thinks about me, what my friends think about me. Who am I for me? You know? And the phone's not going to provide you that. They will never provide you that never. answer. <laughs> no, it, again, it'll just push you farther away. Yeah. No, I love, I love that you said that, especially in terms of, you know, getting pushed away because... So often with social media, one of the biggest 
things is just trying to fit in. Yeah. Where do you fit into that social media piece mm-hmm. and that puzzle? Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is it gives us this false sense of identity. Yes. Right? You know, everybody else is doing this, so let me do this and say, hey, look at me. I'm cool. I'm doing that. Give me that validation. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get that, again, that dopamine hit. So you're going to do that again. And again. And again and again. And <laughs> uh-huh. then slowly and surely, you're just going to drift away to who you truly wanted to be in the first place, just trying to please everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Brene Brown talks about this. I was listening to a podcast with her the other day. So shout out to Brene. She's amazing. And she actually said the opposite of belonging is trying to fit in. The opposite of belonging is trying to fit fit in. in. Yes. Because in in essence, you're fitting in and you're sacrificing your values, your true desires and your beliefs just merely to please somebody else and say, okay, we accept. Exactly. And that's so toxic. It is. And it's like, why initially do you even have to feel like you have to fit in why why like because everyone else is doing it it's a pressure like every day that you don't even realize is on your brain you know what i mean Mm -hmm. subconsciously you're like okay like i'm gonna go out like in i'm just talking about my own brain but in my own brain it's like okay i'm gonna go out i'm gonna take a cute pic everyone's gonna know i went out Mm. you know what i mean i feel like people do that you think so eh? well i do that (laughs) so everybody else does it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but it's like you want people to view your life in a way that you allow everyone else to see. No one sees the bad stuff. No one, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you're constantly putting out content that's not really fake because maybe you were happy in that. Like, it's nice, yeah. but it's not all like positive. Like your whole life is not positive. Your mm-hmm. whole life is not highlight real like it's real real people are behind those screens real people are going through their own insecurities and their own problems behind those screens and they're trying to figure out who they are just like you're trying to figure out who you are mm-hmm. so if everyone just threw their phone away i think the we'd be problem okay. would be solved. yeah that's it <laughs> no, i think so that's that's fantastic because in essence when you're not showing the real side of you that's almost out of fear that somebody will reject yeah you're rejected from whatever you're trying to be a part of mm-hmm. and that really goes back to a primal, ingrained biological need for tribe. Yeah. Like back then, back, back then, I'm talking like Stone Age. If you did not have a tribe and you were by yourself, you're going to die. You're not going to get food. You're like not a gonna coyote. To, literally. You're not going to. That's wild. You would be. Oh, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you don't have that tribe, in essence, you're, you're just a loner waiting to get Accepted killed back then. or. Yeah. Or, or accepted to another. <laughs> I like the way you are. Literally, <laughs> you're, very you're, like, you're gonna get killed. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not, if you're not accepted, that's that's where we kind of deteriorate as a human being. Yeah. And that's why we always, always, always try to fit into wherever we can go. Even you have you ever noticed when you go to a party or whatever, you almost take on the energy of the party. Oh, absolutely. Right. You're not gonna yeah. come in and be like, oh, what's up? Yeah. You kind of play it cool. Exactly. Because you're like, let me feel these people out, see what they're saying, and then once you get conversation going, you're like, okay, like. But again, you're foregoing your yeah. true identity Ex- to why? fit in. I don't know. I just why do I do that? That you know what? That's a million dollar question because <laughs> even even I do that. And yeah. It's it's a constant wonder, like, because eventually, if you're tight with these people, say like two months down the road or whatever, the true you comes out. Yeah. But why eventually. not? Why not bring that forth first? From the start. Why not? I feel like that could be like rejection in the past. Hmm. Like, say you go somewhere and you are yourself from the beginning, and someone's like. Oh, why, why, why is she acting like that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And if that, if I found that out immediately, I would be like, okay, uh, switch I don't off. Know, switch. Yeah. But it's about, I think comfortability, like 
too. Like if you're shy and then you start opening up, that's different. But if you're just yourself from the beginning and someone doesn't like you, then someone doesn't like you. There's a billion people in this world. You know what I mean? Why do you need everyone to like you? Mm. You don't. Okay, so what would your advice be to somebody then who kind of feels that they're foregoing a lot of their values, a lot of their beliefs, their identity to fit into whatever their current family, their current friend group? Because I know a lot of people who are just in a friend group that should not be in that friend group Mm -hmm. because they're treated so poorly. But they're just trying so hard to stay in it. Yeah. They're trying to change all these things about themselves. What would your advice be to them to kind of hold their ground and be true to themselves in that moment? I would say in terms of relationships, just... If you weren't yourself and you feel like you're diminishing your values and your morals, take a step back, do a little pros and cons list. Sorry, that's what I do all the time, no matter the situation. How do they make you feel good? How do they make you feel bad? Why do they do that? Address that and just let go and be yourself because if they don't accept you for who you are, then you're going to find somebody who will. Like Mm -hmm. I said, there's a billion people in this world. Like all you have to do is find somebody that has the same interests, not even interests, like values, morals. Like we have very different interests and like we get along so well. So it's like we have the same moral compass though. Do you know what I mean? You need to find someone who has the same moral compass as you because if you don't, then you're constantly just going to be trying to please that person, even though you're unhappy. You're going to be like, oh, I have to do this for them. But they don't return the favor to you. So if I was that person, which I have been many times, I would just stick your ground. Maybe don't message them first or don't interact first. See how it goes. And if they put the effort there, then it's like, hey, they want to hang out with me. Next time you guys hang out or next time you see each other, then it's like, I'm going to be myself. And if you notice the energy is different, the vibes are off then you know, you're going to know, you know what I, like you just pick up the energy of a room like that. So it's so easy to tell who has your best interests at heart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to just really break down that wall, but that takes a lot of like internal self work to do. Oh, no kidding. Like a lot. (laughs) And again, it's sitting with those thoughts that we don't want to do. You have to do that. Like, unfortunately, (laughs) sorry about your life. You have to do that. Because otherwise they're just going to be pent up emotion, right? And like from like, when you're nine years old, baby, like it's just building up, building up. If you don't get it out, like you have to be able to sit there in your own brain, no distractions and just think like, when was the last time you did that? Imagine, right? Right. Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm, asking oh, you. I'm like, uh, I'm the podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, I like you said that it was actually last night because, uh, oh, okay. Better than me. Oh, yours was two days ago. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. No, I like to do weekly check-ins when I literally just, you know, put on some music and sometimes I, I like sometimes I journal and I say you know what were the highlights of my yeah. week where can I improve mm-hmm. and then I usually kind of navigate my life accordingly the next week exactly but again that's checking in with yourself that's so healthy to do though and yes. I feel like that's so necessary to do in your real life your relationship life your job life like you have to do that mm-hmm. because if you don't then you're just sacrificing yourself for this one life that you have on this earth you're sacrificing yourself for someone else no could never be could me. Never be me. <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah, it could never be me. <laughs> okay, keep it real with me. Does this sound like you? I get in my head and I know it's my biggest barrier to my goals. I've tried everything the top blogs and social accounts say, but my scale won't budge. I know I can lose my weight. I just need to know how. And maybe you want to start feeling like... You know, something like this. My life is almost unrecognizable. 
I'm confident, driven, and I easily take on challenges I never thought that I would. I look in the mirror every day and I'm in love with my body. And I'm becoming the person I know I'm capable of and I'm just warming up. I feel limitless. Now, what if I told you that you could make this your reality? Because you're about to discover the power that you hold to attain the body and life that you've always wanted inside the Revive Effect. Now, the Revive Effect, that's our self-paced program that teaches you how to master your mind, accelerate your weight loss, and tap into your limitless potential. In the Revive Effect, you unlock the next generation of weight loss and discover the hidden, more influential factors that you need to create the body and life that you've always wanted all on your own. Now, don't be like other fat loss stragglers who are stuck in a sea of content, noise, and self-sabotaging excuses, struggling to become the person that they were meant to be. Creating a body and life that you're in love with shouldn't be hard, difficult, stressful, draining, or boring for that matter. But the reality is, you and I both know that's how it is for most fat loss stragglers right now. And I'll keep it real with you. There's endless information on quick fixes, fat burning hacks, and cheap shred programs everywhere online. But nobody's telling you how to create an entire lifestyle change that upgrades every aspect of your life, from your weight, to your sleep, to your stress, to your habits, to your happiness. And the Revive Effect, it does exactly that. Finally, stop bouncing around from program to quick fix plan to program that just hasn't been working for you. Stop struggling to get the results and confidence you want with your endless trial and error. Because not only will the Revive Effect unlock a brand new world showing you how you can accelerate your fat loss, but it will change the entire way that you live forever. And you have the power to create the body and life you've always wanted, provided you are armed with the right tools and the right guidance to do it. Now, the Revive Effect, that's created by yours truly, Matt Celestial. And let me tell you, it is based on countless strategies and leading research in the fields of habit and behavioral psychology, motivational psychology, neuroscience, nutrition and weight loss, sleep, stress, and oh my goodness, so much more. And it's designed so that you master your mind and self-sabotaging behaviors. You eat to beat your fat all on your own. And you call back that confidence in your body. And better yet, you tap into the limitless potential that you know you have. In one year, let me ask you this. In one year, if you were the same person you are right now, would you be living the life you've always wanted to create? How much longer are you willing to continue wasting your time to start living the life you've always wanted? How much longer are you willing to stay comfortable like those around you and throw your goals away? Now, the Revive Effect might be the spark that you've been waiting for. Stop waiting and start doing. Click that link in the show notes that answers all the questions you may have about the Revive Effect. It'll take you to a page and it tells you everything that you get when you join us Revive Insiders so you can see the course outline, and even discover if you are the type of person that is the most likely to find success in the program. I'll see you in the Revive Effect. Yeah, it's it's so tough when you kind of are dictated and you almost don't have a choice. You feel helpless in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can speak personally to that because growing up, like we... We grew up together. Like, how long have I known you? Since we were like three? <laughs> yeah, literally. So you've kind of seen me, you know, into the, I was growing up playing hockey, mm-hmm. into the jocks. Like I was, when I was- Totally different vibe. You know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. when, when I got to high school, like 
I didn't have a chance to make other friends before I was forced to be with the hockey kids. Exactly. And they were great guys. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I never had a chance to kind of discover more about who Matt is. Yeah. So now fast forward down the road, university hits. I'm no longer part of a click. The the yes. hockey click. Yes. Who am I in this university <laughs> seat? Yeah. Am I a smart kid? Am I a mm -hmm. funny kid? Am I a, a slacker kid? Yeah. I don't know. But at the end of the day, when when you're so indoctrinated with those beliefs and that upbringing for so long, that's that's the subconscious script you run. So I was always thought, you know, party, chase women, drink beer. Like that was my life for four yeah. years. And yeah. when you when I got to university, I actually started thinking, I go, do I like doing, doing this? this. Mm -hmm. The answer was no, I don't like doing that. I wake up feeling like garbage. Yeah. Women reject all the time. <laughs> if anybody's batting a thousand in a dating game, they're lying. <laughs> but again, like... I had to check in with myself and understand that this is not who I want to be mm -hmm. and check in with myself is who the heck do I want to be and yeah. how can I get to that point? But mm -hmm. again, it comes from deliberate, intentional solitude, yeah. thinking, introspection, again, uncomfortable, but necessary. But do you see how you're stuck in that situation for four years? Mm -hmm. Not stuck. Like, it's not like you hated them, but it's like you wish you could ex have explored other people. But because you were surrounded by that, it literally had to take you going to a different school to realize like, do I even like, that's the importance of like the separation aspect of it. Do you want it? You really need to separate yourself from it or else you're constantly with them every day. So you're like, Oh, everything's fine. La di da. You know what I mean? It's normalized. Exactly. But you didn't realize for four years until mm -hmm. you actually were like picked out of the situation and dropped somewhere else. And you're like, Whoa, where am I? <laughs> that's a very heightened thought. That's good. Right? Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. I guess if who would have known if I, they all went to the same school. As yeah. Me? You would have just been like, yeah, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way there's a business. No, you would have found your way. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. fantastic. Eh? Okay, let's let's dive in a, a little deeper on the next little part here. So okay. the digital age, like we talked about, has brought us uh, an inability to be with alone with ourselves. Mm -hmm. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day. We were out hanging out. It was a Saturday night. And he was opening up to me and he was saying, he goes, Matt, I'm following all these people on social media. I am... I have like five different friend groups. I'm doing this job that I don't want to do, but I really want to do this. I don't know what success looks like. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, at the end of the whole rant that he was on, he just goes, who the heck am I? And I go, my guys, people are really struggling, struggling with this. They're really like, he just looks so deflated and mm -hmm. I could, I could feel the energy just coming off him. So how, okay. How does always being plugged in yep. to this digital age, make us more lost in the world and detach us farther away from who we truly want to be. I think I had a thought. I had a thought. It went away. Yeah. I love when that happens. Love too. it. Um, I think our age is a big aspect in it as well, especially growing up with social media, pretty like relevant in high school and That's elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was pretty relevant. And I feel like our age is, the time where everyone's doing different things, especially now when you're on social media, I see, oh, she's engaged, she's married, she's a waitress, he's a CEO, <laughs> she has five kids. I'm like, whoa, 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 where do I fit in all that? I feel like that's where social media really like makes you question yourself even more because you're like, what's the right way? Should I be engaged and having a kid by now? Like my mom was when she was my age, but like she wasn't exposed to as much media as I'm exposed to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly comparing my life to other people's lives, forgetting who I am because I'm too stuck in like, am I doing the right thing? Do you know what I mean? It's like, just your time will come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just don't worry about other people's lives and constantly being plugged in. 
friend seeing the engagements, the weddings, the CEOs, the LinkedIn posts, like constantly seeing, I'm like, wow, these people really got their shit together. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're constantly like, like that guy, who am I? What do I want to do? Because all these people seem to know what they're doing. Guess what? They don't. They don't. They just, don't. You're just figuring out as they're you go. They're just figuring out as you go. Like, that's just how it is. Like, it's a facade everybody has. So mm. it's like, you'll figure it out. It's your time when it comes. Mm-hmm. Just don't be envious of other people that are at a different stage in their life than you are in yours. Because you're never going to find yourself like that if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else's life mm-hmm. every day. Mm-mm. And you have to check in. Like, do you even want that? Do you? Yeah, literally. Do you want a kid? Not right now. Yeah, no. check, check it out. <laughs> literally, check it you out. don't realize like the responsibility of everything. Do you want that CEO job? Girl, do you? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of work goes into so many different aspects of life that you just see a highlight reel of. Oh, she's a mom. That's cute. Like, whatever. No, she was up till 3 a.m. with her baby, actually. Oh, he's a CEO. Oh, yeah, he's working every weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to pick and choose what life do I want. Do I want their life? Do I want their life? Do I want their life? Or do I want to make a life of my own and be happy in my own shoes, in my own energy, in my own soul? You know what I mean? Wow. Right? That's deep, man. Right? That's so deep. Really? Are you just saying that? No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really good. Okay, so the digital age is expensive. It's very expensive in terms of how much time it demands from us, yeah. how much attention it demands from mm-hmm. us. Now, think about what that's doing in terms of relationships, in terms of goals, in terms of successes that you can have because your energy is fragmented it's pulled away at every single moment yeah which is energy you could be putting into a business into nurturing your relationship to nurturing you Mm -hmm. nurturing you so my question to you is how do you disconnect you personally um recently i've been doing yoga that's a new thing of mine it's been really fun Mm -hmm. uh the yoga teacher says like no watches obviously no phone but even the watch i always wear my apple watch and i was like not wearing it that day. I'm like, wow, like she's really like nobody go on any type of technology. Like you're here for 45 minutes, give your full attention to that 45 minutes. And just being in that environment really helped me like just be alone with my thoughts, like exercising at the same time, but also like doing what I like to do, but also like thinking because the instructor's like, think about your day. You know what I mean? Mm. And I'm thinking about my day. And I never think about my day. Like, my day is just my day. Like, you know what we I mean? We never really yeah. think about my day. Yeah. I was thinking about my day. I'm like, yeah, that bothered me. I could have done this or that. And I'm like, wow, I'm really thinking. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot going on up there right now. <laughs> this is cool. Literally. But I feel like that's what I've been doing. It's like yoga, exercising is a good one for me. But I still have music, so I don't know if that counts. But No, that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I do. I love just having that hour or however long to just... Bye. Don't need my phone. Like that's it. me and myself. And that's it. And your thoughts. But. And it helps to, if somebody's kind of nervous to just kind of sit with their actual thoughts. thoughts oh yeah. You're, you're moving. You still, <laughs> I feel like don't start off with that. Don't, don't just sit on your couch with your thoughts. <laughs> don't, I don't recommend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like doing things like that is good or reading. Yeah. But you're not really. It's uh-huh. a balance. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you're thinking you're moving. Focusing yeah. Something else, right. And exactly. it's just, again, grandfathering your way into mm-hmm. it. It gets easier, honestly, because sometimes I like forget uh, where my phone is. And I used to never do that. Mm. Now I'm just like, whatever, because I'm fine with myself now. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm fine with my own thoughts now because I've identified some issues. Nice. <laughs> and <Yeah>. fixed those. <laughs> Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the only way you have to do something you like to do. 
that doesn't involve your phone. Yes, or any other technology. Exactly, like TV. TV. YouTube. Well, you know, if you're going to be on YouTube, like you probably do a follow along video, right? Like, yeah. Again, turn off, make the environment the best you can. Exactly. Get rid of all distractions that you can and mm -hmm. then go from there. For sure. Okay, so how can someone listening who may be scared of sitting with their own thoughts, emotions, and self and their disconnect, how can they find their true identity in this day and age? What would you give your past self, Haley, who has no idea what's going on? How would you tell her, you know, here's how you, here's the path you need to take? Um, first I would say stop drinking. Sorry, you can cut that, but <laughs> no, no, that's a big thing. Absolutely. Stop drinking enough is enough. And just, I, like I said before, like start putting more of your time into things that you actually know you like doing. Like I remember I was talking to you earlier. I was like, I like reading, like whatever I vibe with it. It's cool. Like I go out of my way to read sometimes, but then if I'm constantly checking my phone, I'm like, do I like reading? Like I'm constantly checking my phone when I'm doing it, but it's because it's there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like you constantly have to remind yourself to not be on your phone. Like, you know how you remind your, you get a notification. It reminds you like, Oh, look, 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 look. It's like, you need to reverse that. Do a little reverse Uno on your phone and be like, yeah, no, not yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, you don't need to see every post. You, don't, you Why do you need to do that? You don't need to do that. Like, not to really like be rude, but like no one really cares. Like I know you think everyone cares and I do too still, but like the reality of it, they don't really care. You care. You're the one living. You're going to be the one living your life with your family in the future, with your family now. So you need to know and you need to find a way that you can healthily, healthily, that's not a word. I think so. Is it? Yeah. Just made it. <laughs> you like In a way that you can sit with your thoughts in a healthy manner. You can't just like cold turkey be like, yep, my phone's gone. Cancel your, my plan. Like you, <laughs> you can't do that. Like, because then you're going to be like, okay, what do I do now? You have to, like you said, slowly integrate yourself into doing things that you like to do that don't involve your phone. Like even a conversation with someone like that, th that would be enough. Yep. Like talk to people more, like talk to your parents more. Like I, that's really helped me talking to my parents, getting it out. Mm -hmm. Just being like, I hate everything. And they're like, <laughs> go from there. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's start from the beginning. And then you kind of just depends on your relationship with your family. If it's not your parents, your friend, like talk to somebody because you do not know how much it helps. And then they tell you things about yourself in conversation that you start to realize like, okay, like this person's there for me. Like what else do I really need? And what else do I really need to thrive off of other than being a better version of myself? Mm. You know? Powerful. All right, we live in an age where we constantly promote staying motivated, staying consistent. We have productivity planners, goal planners, and we have these roadmaps to get you where you truly want to be. Yet, majority of the people that I work with and I speak with, they struggle with these very things. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. And not only this, we live in an age where mental health and depression and anxiety is at an all-time high. It's at an all-time high. And I was reviewing a lot of the content that Revive has put out over the last, I think it's like six months that we've really been consistent with it. And you know which posts have been the most engaged with, the most shared, the most liked? And it's not the nutrition. It's not the fat loss. It's not the mindset. It's the mental health. Yeah. It's the mental health aspect that people are really resonating with. They're listening all the way through. And this is exactly why I wanted to bring this topic to life because... 
as a culture, we're so focused on staying motivated and staying consistent and, you know, just grinding to the top that we neglect the very thing that's at the root of all of these things, which is our emotions, Mm -hmm. our mental well-being. Like, how are we feeling? Yeah. And anytime you're focusing on motivation and mindset, that's a great start. But if you're just focusing on motivation and mindset, you're neglecting the other half of the equation, which is the emotional well-being. Because at the end of the day, when you're addressing emotions, you're addressing the base of the fire. Because when you're triggered, in an instance, say you're trying to stay consistent, when you're triggered, it's emotions that are going to get you back into staying comfortable. Yeah. Comfort's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is a feeling. And when you're so overwhelmed by that, if you don't know how to navigate those emotions properly, where do you think you're ending back up? Right in your self-sabotaging behaviors. Yeah. Now, overcoming this emotional kind of distress that we have, if we don't know how to kind of navigate, you will unlock a wealth of abundance and motivation and consistency that you never knew you had. For sure. It's literally just kind of getting over that hump. So this is really why I wanted to get into this topic. And the second part of this podcast, which is everything about emotional baggage, motivation, and drive. Yeah. It's a big one. We're going to dive in so deep. We're going to dive in so deep, Haley. Yay. Okay. So you personally, do you think someone needs to deal with their emotional baggage to get to where they truly want to be in life? Or is that not a factor for success? I think that's like one of the only factors for success. You think so? Oh, absolutely. You cannot carry that stuff around with you every day and expect to be the best you. You cannot reach your fullest potential holding that back. Mm. There's no way. It would be, it's impossible, I think. And even if everyone like releases their emotions differently, right? So some people talk to people, some people write, some people make music, like everyone does things differently. If you don't have any type of out and you're just holding everything in, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure there. Eventually, Eventually, right? like it's going to hit you, like whether you're 40, definition of a midlife crisis for you. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it is. <laughs> or like you're in high school or you're in your early 20s, like it can happen at any time, but you have to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, like if you're not, if you're noticing things about yourself and you're like, you didn't even know you could do, it's because you've released all of that negativity. If you hang on to that negativity and that baggage and that potential trauma that you have gone through, then you're never going to feel like your life is yours. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you never feel light and free. Free. Yeah. To go like, do what you want to do. No, yes. you're just like your aura. Even I feel like you see it in people. Like they walk into a room. You could tell yes. just how it is. Hunched shoulders. Yeah. Kinda, they're just tired. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that you said the concept of, holding on to it. Yeah. Because when we look at when we look at emotional baggage, right, we're always talking about trauma or, you know, you're broken, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like let's boil it right down to like it's bare bones. Anytime somebody gives you an insult or a judgment or kind of puts you down, they essentially give you a bag. Yeah. And they want and you, you to forg- you should forgive. Yeah, but you should forgive. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But they, they give you that bag and then you hold on to it. And then the next time somebody does that, they give you another bag and you hold oh, on to it. Oh, that's a cool little analogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So over years and years of these insults, you were just carrying all these bags. You're and a weight trainer at that point. That's what I mean. But <laughs> how, how long can you sustainably do that for until yeah. you get so tired? That's why you're so tired mm-hmm. and fatigued and drained. Mm-hmm. It's all this energy is being put forth to carrying your emotional baggage instead of working on your goals, working on your dreams, working on yourself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But then when you have the power to accept more bags and you also have the power to let go. Mm-hmm. 
and just it's, drop like drop it you can't I, it's so hard for so so many people because yeah. again i can't speak to the magnitude of what somebody's gone through no, exactly. i'm not gonna say like i'm gonna solve your yeah. problems you know but in essence if you really just kind of sit with your thoughts kind of navigate navigate them a little easier and understand them better i always find when you understand how something works it's a lot less scary exactly right mm-hmm. so if you understand where your emotions are coming from whether they're deep-rooted Number one, you can go seek help that is, and you're already ahead of the game. You know, okay, here's what we need to work on. Exactly. Seek professional help. But if you really want to just do it yourself, understand what triggers you, why it triggers you, and then kind of piece back together moments of your past where you think this could have been a result from. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, mm. And this, it's very scary to face those, we always talk about this, right? We always say, you know, face face your demons. Yeah. But it's, it's scary and we don't like doing that, but... Like we said, over the years and years of holding on to these bags, that feeling becomes so normalized that we don't even know. Know exactly why you feel that way. Like you don't need, and I wasn't saying like drop it. Like, oh yeah, just drop all your baggage. Like, no girl, like it's not that easy. It's like, like how you said, you don't even know your body can do so many things because you're not giving it the chance to, because you're not even realizing that you're holding on to so much hatred could be envy it could be trauma baggage all of that is just like weighing you down to reach your fullest potential you don't know what you can achieve exactly because you're just so focused on oh this is how i feel and this is what happened to me and this is it's like yeah all those things suck like (laughs) those suck like trust me i know but it's like you said sitting alone with your thoughts and understanding why why am i thinking that way like why i notice i do it a lot like i put words into other people's heads like, oh, this is what they thought when I said that. Like, no, girl, you're not in their brain. Like, mm. you don't know what they're thinking of you. You know what I mean? I constantly try to, like, put myself in someone else's shoes to see how I would be perceived. You mm. don't need to do that. Like, you know? It's very, like, l- the recognition of it is very important mm-hmm. in your own head. Not even from, from other people. Like, okay, who cares? But, like, for yourself, you have to because... You're just going to get weighed down Worse, for life. Yeah, and then you pick up bad habits when you're like that too. So then you're just going to keep doing these bad habits thinking it's just how you are when it's like, no, that's not how you are. Mm-hmm. Because during your young life, you shouldn't have faced the trauma you faced. So you're kind of left now with this life that you have that you don't really want, that you don't even know who you are. So you need to drop everything and literally just start fresh like you're a newborn baby. Mm. You have to. It's obviously easier said than done, and there's different ways to do it. But once that is dropped, you feel like it's a new you. A new you, Mm -hmm. like literally, like you know how what animal does that? Takes off their skin. A snake. A snake. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a snake. I'm a brand new snake. (laughs) Literally, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's great. It's hard though. It really is hard. It's a lot easier said than done, especially with what some people go through. Like I can't imagine. So. Mm. So, okay, if you could give somebody one piece of advice yeah. to kind of deal with their emotional baggage, to finally let go of it, and so they can get on their path to unlocking that limitless potential they have, mm-hmm. what would that one piece of advice cry. be? Cry. Cry. Just cry it out. That's what works for me. It yeah. just... It's a release. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, if I'm crying about something... I'm most likely crying about more than one thing because my brain is like, well, this is what's sad too and this is what's sad too and this is what I don't like too and it's just like letting it all out immediately, 100 times better. But I think that's a little bit of a temporary Band-Aid fix. Mm. You know what I mean? Not a super internal, 
let me get nitty gritty into my thoughts, but it, it does help immensely. You're releasing it. It's energy. By right? yourself. But girl, I've cried everywhere. Trains, <laughs> bathrooms, don't even. It just, parties. Yeah, parties. <laughs> it just helps. Like, it's it's such a release of emotion where it's like you feel like, like you know that feeling? Yes. That's how. It, that's my advice. I love honest. it. No, yeah. I love it. That's great. And I like that you said release because for me personally, I need to write it out. Yeah. I need to express it. Like sometimes for me, one of the things I struggle with is somebody's kind of, you know, not treating me with the respect that I want in a situation. Mm -hmm. I know where they're coming from, which is a place of insecurity, doubt, scarcity. So sometimes I won't go back and say, oh, you know what? The X, Y, Z to make myself feel better. Like mm -hmm. I go, okay. Because you've reached like that very heightened level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, it's still, that's something I have to work on. Mm -hmm. But when I go home, I break out the pen and paper. I'm like, yeah. let me say what I needed to <laughs> say to this guy. Like <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then once I'm finished with that, I'll go and burn the page. Yeah. So it's that's like good. a symbolic release. And I can't tell you how often, like, whether it's a placebo or not, mm -hmm. it, it feels great once I release that. And that's a great way to kind of get whatever's bothering you on your mind, on the paper. Oh. And again, when you verbalize it, and when you cry, like you said, you're pulling in so many different other things. Like, I didn't even know that was bothering me. No, that happens to me all the time. When I'm crying, I'm like, girl, I'll watch a video. I'm like, oh my God, that was so cute. Like, I'm happy crying. Then I'm like, yeah, but this sucks. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, relax, you know? I think I get it from my mom. Because, like, yeah. my mom, like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't cry a lot. But, like, if she was upset, she would cry. Then my brothers would be like, why are you crying? Why? But I was always like, I feel the same way. So I got it from her. And it's like, she's like, it makes me feel better. Yeah. So I just feel like. I just inherited that. And I'm like, yeah, girl, that makes me feel better too. And there it is. Yeah. But you have to feel, feel that it. emotion mm -hmm. to get it out. Exactly. And we don't really want to touch that. Like, oh, just kind of nudge under the carpet, yeah. right? But like you writing too, it's like the actual physical act of like, you're like going right in there. Like you're like, these are my thoughts. I'm picking it And then it now out. they're gone. Literally like symbolically, but also like in your own head too. You these, know? these are my thoughts. Now they're gone. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to put that as a quote. Should you? Yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay. So... Haley, can you define for us what a limiting belief is? A limiting belief? A limiting belief. No. You know, have you never heard of it? No. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> no. cool. Okay, so, okay. I'll, I'll, Explain uh, it to me, please. So, once I say it, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I have okay. like five of those. Okay. Because um, we, all, we all have them, and I don't care how great you are. You, you have this at some point or have had it. A limiting belief is essentially when you think you can't do something because of a fault that you have. Oh, right. So yeah. I'll give you an example for me personally. Starting out as an entrepreneur, I know nothing about business. Mm -hmm. The first day I was like, that's a limiting belief. Yeah. How am I going to do this? I don't know anything about mm -hmm. that. And it's when you put yourself down and especially a lot of people that come to me for weight loss, they go, you know, I just, I can't lose weight. Like I'm out of shape. I'm, I'm not motivated. Yeah. Those are all limiting beliefs. And over time, when you constantly say those limiting beliefs and those thoughts and you you end up creating this belief system around why you can't do something. And then you, be, again, you live in it so frequently, it's normalized to you. You don't know any other way. Yeah. And then when you, and if you want to look into the neuroscience behind it, it kind of gets really cool because once you, or every time you have a thought and a belief, it creates a link in your brain, right? It's, it's called uh -huh. the synapse. So it actually links in your brain. And that's how you, every time you get triggered, your brain will go back to that link and say, oh, this is how we feel. And this is how we believe oh, ourselves to be. Okay. So for an example, I'll give you an example. If somebody's overweight, right, they might have a limiting belief that they, I don't love my body. Yeah. So every time they look in the mirror and their brain sees that and then they, you think, I don't love my body, 
your brain will now create a link from that mirror to that I don't love my body and now that's a belief. Oh my God, that's so sad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and we're doing this all day long, mm -hmm. all day long. And this is where we kind of get, kind of run down the road and we, we, get, we don't know how to navigate it effectively. So I wanted to bring a quote from the Joshua Diet, which is a great book that talks about limited beliefs and how it affects, you know, our, our life in general, but really, really our bodies. Mm -hmm. So he goes, our limiting beliefs are illusions. Most of your beliefs have never really been tested. You carry with you a set of beliefs based on chance encounters and what other people have told you. That is true. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you have a moment in your head right yeah. now? Think, yeah. yeah. Illuminate, illuminate the audience for us. I feel like career-wise, definitely, if mm. I'm applying for a job, I'm always like, why am I? Like, why would they, like, hire me? You know what I mean? But it's like I have all the qualifications. It's like I'm missing the, the confidence in myself. And, like, the ability to know, like, I can do that. Like, you can do that, Haley. Like, hello. Like, but it's like to really wake yourself up to gain that back. But it's uh, really career-wise for me. Like, mm -hmm. that's a big factor. It's like I'll refrain from applying. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm just like. That you've done the experience. You I've, have. Exactly. So I feel like I unlinked that in my head because I'm like, I could do it. Like, honestly, I don't know if this is the model you're going to go by, but fake it till you make it in your own head. Because you're manifesting that happening and it's eventually just going to happen because you're always putting positive thoughts in your head and you're like, I can do that. I can do this. Why can't I do this? Oh, I think I can't do this because I have this factor about myself. But it's like, okay, drop that. Like my other factors can chime in and we can get this task done. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and what you said has like science behind it because yeah. what we just talked about how you create a link to a negative belief, mm -hmm. you create a link to a positive belief. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. And mm -hmm. then over time you shift it. Exactly. Again, it takes deliberate practice though. Yeah. Deliberate practice. Definitely. Mm. All right. If you're looking to slim down, you could be making these five fatal fat loss mistakes. And with everybody out there, they're always talking about low carb this, keto that, our cardio sessions. With so much information, it can feel next to impossible to just know where to start. You might be even thinking, you know, these plans just don't work for you. But let me tell you this, that you are not alone. And now, now let me ask you this. How come when some people who start eating healthier, they slim down while others stay the same or even pack on pounds? You know, why is that? And after working with countless people who have started quote-unquote eating healthier, I've found five of the most common and fatal slim-down traps that make it much harder for you to get results. And they're traps and mistakes that you could unknowingly be making right now, which is stumping your slim-down results. Now, because I don't want to see you struggle anymore, and because you're an avid listener of The Revive Effect, I've created a free slim-down mistakes guide that you can access right now so you can discover which mistakes you're making maybe right now and exactly how to fix them. Now, do you really want to keep spinning your wheels endlessly stuck in quick fix culture? Or do you want to start making the changes that get you the results you want? Results that you're happy to look in the mirror at. And most importantly, results that last your lifetime. So click that link in the show notes below and don't miss your chance to grab your free five fatal fat loss traps ebook and get going today. Okay, so 
let's let's talk about some of the ways we can actually raise the intensity of these negative beliefs raise the intensity like they become like that negative self-talk comes in Mm -hmm. a little more loud than usual yeah what are some things that contribute to this uh obviously your exposure to social media i feel like wouldn't help probably Mm -hmm. make it worse um I feel every situation is different. I feel like it could be your job. It could be your relationship with your family. It could be a change in a friendship. It could be anything that makes you feel like, hey, it's getting worse, getting worse, getting worse, like piling up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're taking on more bags. And it's like, how do you stop it? Like other than being alone with yourself, how do you stop taking mm-hmm. on these bags? How do you stop holding yourself back from doing things because of all these bags that you have in your hand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult, but it is very possible, but they can be loud thoughts and they can be scary thoughts for some people. You know what I mean? And it's really unfortunate, but that's just how your brain works. And you just have to love your brain and love yourself and love your thoughts. Even if they're fake thoughts, mm. like even if, like if I'm nervous, like I was nervous today, I was like, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. Like, you know, I do that like on purpose to like trick my brain into being like, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I feel like that's really hard when it gets really intense and loud in your own head. And yeah. you're kind of like, you don't, some people don't know where to turn. And it's like, you don't need to turn anywhere. You just need to literally look down. It's like all Sometime, internal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what? I think me personally, like I've seen it play out in my own life yeah when those negative thoughts creep up it's usually because you're doing an activity or something that lowers your vibe yes lowers your energy Mm -hmm. so whether that's you're at a job let's for me i was at a job i did not like yeah for months and months and months and when you're in that low vibe state you're only gonna see things that are other low vibe because that's what you're matched to Mm -hmm. so oh you know my car's not working that great oh you know my body's not progressing at the gym yeah it's because you're in that negative state so if you're constantly doing activities drinking that's a big one yeah hanging around toxic friends yeah watch again social media that's not uplifting you it's just distracting you Mm -hmm. that's where you're gonna heighten those negative thoughts those negative limiting beliefs yeah right and then what I want to touch on what you said before when you said, or when we were talking about when I was in the hockey kids or whatever, yeah. I couldn't see who I was until I was removed from the situation. Exactly. So sometimes, you know, if you really wanted to fix that scenario, you can kind of create a either better situation, you kind of, you know, set some boundaries, navigate it a little more effectively, or option B, remove yourself from a situation for a bit and get a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. And it's very helpful, right? Yeah. And that's, that's a great way to actually, you know, lower the intensity of those kind of negative limiting beliefs absolutely even like if it's your family or if it's your friend or if it's your boss like just remove yourself from communication or take yourself out of that situation look at it like you said from a bird's eye perspective and like replay it in your head like why did that make you feel that way like really get in there and try to understand like why do i keep feeling like this when i'm around these people i know like you said like when you go to parties and stuff you're like there's too much energy in here and it's like you feel like almost like you're losing your own energy because it's like you're kind of giving it to other people and it's like why do i feel like so crappy when i come home from the club it's like girl that's why yeah that's (laughs) That's literally why why, because you're picking up other people's frequencies like energies whatever but also you're making it worse for yourself by putting yourself in these conscious situations that aren't uplifting you that aren't making you better that aren't inspiring like that stuff is all fun like i love going out i love it but it's like 
there's a time and a place and it's like if I do it too much I definitely notice it in my everyday life yeah you know what I mean like you really need to pinpoint what it is in order to solve the problem to but help lower that lower that like negative self-talk like you said like you're in a job and then even at the gym you're like oh, this isn't working like you feel like nothing's working and like it could just be like you being upset because of that situation but it affects everything you do from that point on when you're constantly surrounded in that environment mm. doesn't matter really what it is yes you know so realize then, i didn't really answer your question before <laughs> no no but no you, you just tied on it up yeah. beautifully and that, that just dives us right into the next part which is you know how do you raise or kind of lower the intensity of those negative limiting beliefs and that is simply raise your raise your vibe yeah do things that uplift you inspire you and that way you're in a better mind state to go and see those other positive opportunistic things around you. Exactly. Right? And then when you start doing those things, you start to meet people that like doing those things too. Do you know what yes. I mean? Because like, say I like doing yoga. I mean, I haven't really met anybody, but like, I feel like I would meet somebody and like, she likes doing it. I like doing it. It's like, you then start meeting people in those environments and then it just keeps getting better from there. You know what I mean? Like attracts like. Exactly. Right there. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love it. Okay. So, a lot of us deal with a lot of negativity and insults that hurt us every day. Yes. And usually it's from the people around us, especially the people around us, whether it be family, friends, teachers, coworkers, whatever it is. And this is why I feel you can truly bring some powerful insight to this topic. So yes. we're going to dive a little deeper on this next question, Haley. So yeah. I know there was a time in your life recently where you received a lot of negative energy comments and words. And again, it's personal, so we won't dive into like the nitty gritty yeah. of the events. But you've made it to the other side of it all. And I think a lot of people will really resonate with you know, your story, how you kind of went through it. So mm -hmm. how, how did you navigate that negativity, all those put downs and blatant insults to kind of overcome all of that? I feel like, like going through all of that was like my, like I said at the beginning, how you don't really know yourself until you go through all those like trials and like tribulations and hard times. Like that was my like hard time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, if you constantly get opinions thrown at you or you should have done things this way you shouldn't act this way you you are you regardless and it doesn't matter what happened in your life if you're listening I don't know but like it doesn't matter if you're going through something where someone is constantly belittling you or saying comments it's like that's when you really need to be very strong-minded because I know, unfortunately, some people aren't, and it can lead to some very unfortunate situations, but it's like, I had such a great group of people around me who knew who I was and knew what I was about, where I didn't really have to explain myself too much to the point where it's like, no, guys, listen, I'm a good person, please. It's like, mm -hmm. everyone knew the tea. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, that, you know how it is, and it really brought it really gave me me back it felt like i don't know how to explain it it made me feel like i was me again like even though like that's like so horrible like all these people are like hey you suck and you're kind of like i'm me again like it's yeah. like i took that and i was like i'm just gonna prove them wrong you know what i mean mm. like i'm just who i am and i found that through doing things that i love to do like i love writing i Recently, I'd never really exercised before. Started getting into that. I love doing that. Like, I'm eating better. Like, so like many things in my life have gotten better because of that, I feel like. Because mm -hmm. I had to sit there and cry 
Like, because I had to sit there and talk about my feelings. Like, I was forced. Like, mm-hmm. okay, why is this happening? What's going on? You know what I mean? Then you're kind of like, well, whatever. This is what's happening. Someone's, someone like you, like, if I'm talking to you about it, it's like, well, how does that make you feel? And then I'm kind of sitting there like, how does that make me feel? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you need somebody like that. Because if you don't have someone like that, you're not addressing those thoughts you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because you're going to start to believe these things about yourself that people are saying to you right like you're in that environment even though you're no longer in that environment the lovely thing about our phone is like you can still see everything so it's not great so it's like you're sitting there with your own thoughts and you're like okay these people are saying this and this and this or i'm going through this and this and this how do i go from here what do i do from here do I, I had a job change. I changed literally every part of my life. Ask me about it. I changed it. Definitely. Wow. And it wasn't for like, I, it was for like, I'm going to prove you wrong, but it was, I didn't realize like how much of I was doing it for me. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like I came out of it like a better person. Like it sucks. You have to go through that to become a better person and everyone's like rude to you, but it's like, it really is very eye-opening to people's character and to your own character like i could with the help of you i can forgive do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's a process it's a very very hard process that like i'm not quite there yet but there's some things i can forgive and i feel like you're like a very good mentor in that and write down your thoughts why did they make you feel like that because they're making you feel like that then you need to let go of the bags girl let Let go go of the the bags bags. and it's like when you feel belittled or someone is making you feel it could be your family it could be anybody i promise you it gets better because their opinions don't matter why do they matter why if you never see them if you're not in con- even if you do see them you should be the only one that cares so deeply for you like you shouldn't rely on anyone else to provide that for you yes. because if you don't have yourself then who, who really got your back, girl? Who do you have? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it was very eye-opening, and it helped me find a lot of hobbies, and it helped me become better. And I feel like I just kind of took that and like was like, okay, let me turn this into something positive because you can't defend yourself till the end of time. You just got to let it go, baby, because that's just how it is. It's very sad, but I'm so happy that it happened. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it really... I feel like a better person, even like my everyday, like waking up life, like I feel more energized because I'm not in that type of environment anymore. It really, I just love my life the way it turned out. I'm happy the way everything turned out. And if you're listening at home, it sucks that it has to, if you're going through that, like obviously girl, I've had those nights in the bathroom crying, (laughs) but it's like, you get past it. It's, it's very eye opening, and it's fun to see how far you can push yourself. Yes. Right? Fantastic monologue, by the way, I have to say. Yeah, thanks. There were, there were two overarching things that I really picked up on in that, uh, in that little time that you shared with us. One of the biggest things that I took away was, not, not just because you singled me out, but <laughs> because you said, you know, you're a great mentor in the fact that, you know, you're kind of helping me navigate the situation. I was talking with one of my buddies, Mahib. Actually, he was on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. He goes, when you're trying to navigate these difficult times when you're trying to navigate these difficult emotions and if you're listening out there and you're really kind of struggling with this the best thing you can do is seek out people who can take that energy away from you Mm -hmm. so in essence if you're going to confide in somebody make sure the person that you're giving that energy to 
is listening intently. Yeah. They're, they're able to absorb that energy and not kind of tune you out. Because how many people do you like tell your problems to and they go, oh, okay, like, cool. Yeah. And they, they're not even they're listening. listening. And you're like, hello, I'm pouring my heart out here. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really finding that those that solid, solid social circle that can seriously kind of uplift you and help you navigate this difficult time. And again, they're probably coming from a more heightened perspective as well. Absolutely. So trying to surround yourself with people, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And it it might not be your everyday people, your regular go-tos. Exactly. If you don't feel better and more uplifted and heard and validated and seen when you pour your heart out to them, chances are it's not a good sign that they're able to store that energy for you. Or help you in any way. Like your mom said the other day when we were talking about a situation, it's like, you're like, they're going to be able to absorb your energy, that person that you talk to, but they're not going to give you that negative energy back. That's, That's the, key. the key. That's the key. Because, yeah, again, like if you're going to leave that conversation feeling even more drained. Yeah, they'll filter it out for you and be like, well, why do you feel like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a good conversation. Mm. Okay, now the second thing I wanted to take away from, uh, from your spiel was it was almost the way you navigated these difficult times was almost like this process of self-discovery. That's literally what it was. Right, you're trying new things, seeing seeing who you are, mm-hmm. and you're trying like when you're trying all these things, like you said, you're having these new experiences, which welcome new thoughts, with which welcome new people, mm-hmm. which welcome new energy. Mm-hmm. Right, so literally trying new things out, maybe things that you never would have thought to do to do before. Yeah, when you're in that environment, right? Because you might have been in places where your friends or relationships said, "No, we're not going to do that tonight." Yeah. But meanwhile, you really wanted to do that. Yeah, you're literally like, "Oh, okay." That's fine. We can stay yeah. in. <laughs> So when you're able to actually go and venture out and discover the world on your terms, yeah. you really discover who you are as a person and understand what you truly want, what you truly want to be, how you want to show up in the world. And what you care about and what you stand for and what you believe in and how you go about that. Like there's so many things I picked up that I didn't even know about myself. Like, I started following like fashion blogs. I'm like, I like fashion, watching like runways. Like, girl, where did that come from? Mm. being alone with my thoughts being like that's pretty cool let me look into that you know what i mean that that's the key right there you were alone yeah with your thoughts yeah you have unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> you have to do it mm. see but there, there's a big difference between between being alone like being by yourself and being with yourself yes there's a there's a stark difference there because when you're by yourself you're lonely yeah you go i need a distraction whether it's tv alcohol or i need a friend to mm-hmm. go and talk with that's yeah. by yourself yes but with yourself is saying you know what today i'm gonna go to the movies by or with myself yes and because you are enjoying your own company mm-hmm. you are you're comfortable with who you are how you're gonna show up in the world and you don't need that external validation you don't need to be validated in response to being with somebody else. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I feel like I've seen that in my friend, how much independence, inde- oh my God, hello? <laughs> how much independency she's gained. It's like a totally different person, like a heightened person who knows who they are and mm-hmm. knows who, what they bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's that time away from things and from people and from your relationship and from you need that time away and you need to spend time with yourself in order to love yourself if you're by yourself like you said you're just honestly people are kind of i feel like inherently like whiny like you're a little whiny like i'm whiny everybody complains about something so when you're by yourself like you said oh i need to talk to someone i need to do this i need to distract myself whatever no you don't you need to learn how to love your own company and enjoy doing things you love with you. Like, it shocks me, like, when people go, like you said, I'm going to go to the movies. It doesn't shock me, but I wish, like, I could do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I can just pick up and go. But it's like, 
I need to find what I like first. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes. What I would do first by myself and then just go from there. But yes. yeah, I admire people like that. Like, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so funny you say that because the other day I was at a, a restaurant with one of my buddies. We were honestly just at Jack down the street and it was just me and him. We just got some drinks and food. And there was one point, because I've always wanted, let, let me preface with this. I've always <laughs> wanted to go to a restaurant by myself. Yeah. Not, not a fast food joint. Like I want I want a waiter to come yeah. <laughs> by myself. Yeah. I never, I don't know what it would be like. Anyways, he went to the bathroom at one point in the night and I was by myself and I all, immediately reached for my phone and I go, you know what? No. I'm, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> Very, very different experience. Really? I was looking around. I actually saw my surroundings, saw a nice cutie across the counter. But <laughs> still, like, it was an experience you never would have had before if you were just... Sitting down look, on your phone. Look down yeah, on your phone, right? that is true. Have you ever gone by yourself? No, not no? yet. Not yet. But you know what? After this podcast... It's never too late. I might do the next podcast at a table. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. You bring your setup? <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the last section of this podcast, which is unlocking your inner self-worth to drive your passion and fire. So Haley, you're going to open it up, okay? So can you define what passion means to you? Yeah, um, I think it means just loving something so much, you want to eventually, for me at least, what I think it is, eventually you want to make it a career. That's mm. what I think it is. Finding a way... To be like, how can I make this my livelihood? How can I love something so much that this can be just what I do for a living? It doesn't even feel like work. Commit your life to it. Commit your life. life to it, yeah. Any waking hour you have, just being so passionate about something and wanting to always be better. Mm, improvement. Improvement, absolutely. And you're, like, you're willing to almost kind of go through a little bit of a learning phase to yeah. get to that point, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, not, it's like you look at like doctors and lawyers, like I work with lawyers, like you work with lawyers, I think they know everything. It's like, they're not really passionate. Who's passionate is the ones who are sitting there and being like, oh, okay, this is new. A new legislation came out. Let me study this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, you don't always know everything. Things are always evolving. You always have to be open to learning and open to exposing yourself to situations you might not want to be in. But it's a learning curve. Like, as long know, as you're passionate, as long about, as you're it, passionate right? about it and you love what you're doing, then who cares? Like you're learning. Yes. Yes, I like that. I like that you said that so much because personally, I think passion is kind of committing yourself towards something bigger than yourself. Exactly. Right. Whether that be a business, whether that even that's just like a child care worker. Yeah. You're enriching that child's life, and if you're gonna show up to work every day again, ready to learn, mm -hmm. willing to make mistakes and understand how to get better, and willing to just dedicate something of your life to serve humanity in a better way. Exactly. That's passion. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. passion. And again, it's something you love. Mm -hmm. Right, Simon Sin Simon Sinek always talks about this. He goes, when you do something um, that you don't like, it's called stress. Yes. And we, <laughs> how many of us are stressed in this Western yeah. world? We all, a lot of us don't like our jobs. Mm -hmm. And what we usually say is the number one cause of our stress, work. Yeah, absolutely. But you do something you love, you would do that for free every single day. I would do it for hours a day. I would read nutrition books all day long. Wow. I would pay to do that. Mm -hmm. I do pay to do that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you're, again, you found something that you're willing to serve bigger than yourself. And again, willing to learn. Yeah. Commit I feel your like life that's to. definitely crucial. The willing to learn part, because if you don't evolve with the times, like things aren't the same as they were when my mom was my age. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like she's always learning. Like my dad's always learning in his job. And it's like, you always have to be open to doing that and if you're not then you don't really love it 
Because if you love it, then you love every part of it and every aspect of it. Every part of it. Yeah. That's key right there. Mm -hmm. It's like mm. loving somebody. You love every part of them. Yes. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, so let, let's dive into a little bit of self-worth now because this is a really big issue as well. Yeah. And I just want to let people know that they are you're not defined by your bank account. You're not defined by your friends. You're not defined by your social status. You're not defined by any of that. Mm -hmm. And Ed Milet talks about this topic of confidence. He always says, confidence is tied to your ability to keep promises to yourself. That's what confidence is. But I also think self-worth is your ability and willingness to keep promises that you made to yourself. Yeah. Whether that be, you know, your goals and dreams, stand up for what you believe in, or literally just, you know, going to eat at the place you wanted to eat at yeah. when your friends said they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. That is, you're telling yourself, you know, I deserve to have this experience. I deserve to know what I'm able to do with my life and understand what I'm capable of and your willingness to go and do that. Absolutely. And keep that promise to yourself, right? So can you define what self-worth means to you? I feel like, like you said, like reminding yourself that you're worth feeling like a hundred bucks every day. Like, why would you not be worth that? Like, it's your own thoughts that kind of drag you away from like, oh no, like I won't do that because like you said, this person doesn't want it. It's like, no, you, I feel like self-worth to me is really understanding who you are and why you deserve each and everything that you're doing and that you're getting in your life. Mm. I feel like that's what my definition would be. It's very, very hard point to reach. Yes. Because I don't, like, like you, all those things, like your bank account doesn't define you. This doesn't, I still struggle with so much of that. But like I said, mentioned earlier, because we're at a stage in our life where everyone is doing so many different things, you constantly think you're doing the wrong thing. But it's like, no, I'm worth enough to be like, let me go at my own time and my own pace because that's what I'm comfortable with. And there's no timeline in my life. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm worth enjoying the things I'm enjoying now and the way I'm doing things now because that's what I like to do. And yes. you're worth that. You're worth every experience that you want to do and every relationship that you want to upkeep. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And if you flip it on the flip side, you're also not unworthy because you don't do those things. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to sit down and eat chips all day, like go off, live, life live to the your fullest. life to the fullest because nothing matters. Yes. You're here for you. And again, if that's your experience, you deserve to have that yeah. experience. The only person that really matters is you. Like we're on this big floating rock that no one has any idea what's going on. <laughs> so, so true. literally like take that in. We're in space technically. Yeah. And it's like, you're, why would anybody else have an opinion on how you should live your life. Like you should live your life for you and you only. Mm. And it, that gets very lost in translation along the years of your life. Yes. You know what I mean? Of course. But it's the dedication to yourself. Like the keeping promises. Absolutely. Huge. Mm -hmm. Again, so many of us break those promises every oh, day. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the time, which is okay. I get we're human. You, yeah, like we're exactly. Human. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Can't be perfect. You can't, you can't. So, okay. How can someone with, you know, if they know they kind of lack the self-worth and the self-respect, how does somebody know that? Mm. I feel like some people might not know that. Mm. They might just be like going with the flow and doing what they think they want to do. But I feel like that's just like tying everything back in together. It's like you're not alone with your thoughts enough to know what you actually want to do in your life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what... I really think you don't always know. I feel like you, um, people around you in your life, if you're surrounded by the right people, will tell you absolutely. You're with a, you're in a like shitty relationship. 
you know, I'm going to be the first one. Uh, no, girl, you don't deserve that. And then that's when your friend's like, yeah, you know what? I don't deserve that. Yeah. And it's like, no, girl, you should have known that from the beginning. But it's like a learning curve. Like, you're just learning all the time. And you have to. That's why you have to be so open to learning because it's like you owe it to yourself, mm-hmm. which is your promise to yourself, which is your self-worth. Right there. Right there. Boom, bang. Boom. <laughs> Done, everybody. That's it. No, just playing. <laughs> Uh, you make a great point. And honestly, when, if I wanted, or if I want to give my kind of opinion about if you know, if you lack self-worth yeah. or whatever that is, I believe it's when you put others needs and values above yours. Yes. So if somebody says, you know, where do you want to eat tonight? Where do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you, do you want, what do you want for your birthday? Oh no, nothing. Don't worry. I don't yeah. want to put you out. That's a lack of self-worth because you're essentially saying, don't worry about me. Yep. It's about you. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, subconsciously, you're going to get nudged down a path that you don't want to every single time. Absolutely. It's as simple as, again, going out to a restaurant and you say, don't worry about me. Where do you want to eat? That's going to trickle into other areas of your life. Maybe you're going to get passed up on a promotion because you say, oh, don't worry about me. Yeah, don't worry. Like this person was good too. No, you have to stick up for yourself. Yes. And it even goes back to kind of being selfish in a sense when somebody, you know, is always catering towards their family's needs or always catering towards their friends' needs that they never fill their own cup up enough to go after what they desire, to go chase their dreams, to go just experience what they want to experience. Absolutely. And you're constantly breaking yourself down, trying to please everybody else, trying to find balance, make everybody else happy. But that's just diminishing your self-worth every single chance that you get. That is so true. Like, I feel like what you said with like, oh no, like, what do you want to eat? It's like you already, just by saying that, set a boundary that they're more important than you. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what food do you like? Oh, you like Greek food? Me too. Let's find a Greek restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're both coming together to find like, hey, we both like doing this. Let's do it together. You know what I mean? You're worth that. Like you're worth that experience. Like we said, you know, it's again, it's being cognizant of that. Exactly. But then if you keep doing that, you're setting a boundary with every single person that you're encountering now. It's like you go to lunch with your friend from school. It's like, oh, I'm doing what she wants to do. Oh, I do this with my brother. Oh, I'm doing what he wants to do. It's like, what are you doing for you? What's uplifting you? Because you're uplifting everybody around you that you're leaving yourself with Nothing, what? Yeah. an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we can even tie this back into identity, like right at the beginning of the podcast, because when you're constantly doing these things, you might just label yourself as, oh, I'm a nice, caring person. Yeah. Which is great. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Great quality. But great quality, yeah. Now you don't meet a lot of those people nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but if you are constantly being nice, constantly give, 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 you're going to just be indoctrinated with this belief that, you know, everybody else is more important than you. Yes. And it will never change because you, it's such a normalized feeling for you. It's such a normalized action for you that you don't know anything different. Mm-hmm. You, Absolutely. And again, you're going to get pushed around your whole life into things you don't want to do, experiences you don't want to experience. And again, whole other ball game of just negativity, self-sabotaging behaviors, and again, low self-worth. Exactly. Like, it's okay to say no. It's okay. And if people around you aren't okay with you saying no, then those people should not be around you. Because if you feel guilty for saying no, because you don't want to do something or you feel comfortable, don't feel comfortable doing something, then there's a problem. Mm. You know what I mean? And there's a boundary that you need to set. And if you, you don't do that from the beginning, it's going to be very hard because then it becomes expected. Mm, it becomes expected. Right? Okay. So how would, okay. Somebody, let's say somebody's struggling with the self-worth concept yeah. every single day, even as simple as where, where do you want to go to eat? What would you tell them to set that clear boundary? So, okay. I'm trying to think. If I wanted to go somewhere, I would suggest the place that I want to go. Okay. But that's just like my... And if they don't want to go, then 
it depends on like what the if it's a location or whatever you find something that caters not only you but also your friend or your family member whoever you're doing this dinner with because you do need to cater someone's needs to an extent to an extent do you know what i mean like you set that boundary but you're also like hey i'm willing to do this for you it's kind of like a give and take mm. you know like okay this place is closer to you i like the food more like you know what i mean yes it's it's don't be a dick but cooperate exactly cooperate mm. but make sure you set that boundary for sure because girl you'll be stuck if you don't because mm. then you're constantly just oh yeah let's do what they want to do all the time no no, that no. is not fair. That is not fair. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Mm, okay, great. That's great. Okay, so let's say somebody's kind of struggling with this concept of self-worth and they're they're really illuminated right now. They go, okay, this this sounds like me. Everything you guys are saying, it's me. I got yeah. it loud and clear. Yeah. What do they need to do to call back that self-worth to themselves? Oh, I think... What do they need to... What would I do? What would Haley do? Hmm... I think I would I would spend more time with myself to better understand myself. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like when I didn't do that before, I was constantly like, oh yeah, I don't mind doing this. Like, I don't mind it. Like, I don't mind going here. I don't mind eating there, whatever. But it's like, yeah, you don't mind it. But how much of your free time do you have? Like, we work 40 hours a week. You want to spend your time, like in an environment that is going to serve you something that is going to fulfill you and you don't want to go out of your way to not reach that full potential with that small amount of time you have you have the weekends most people do you know what i mean mm-hmm. how do you want to spend that you need to sit down with yourself and understand what do i like to do and what can i bring to the table in a relationship i can bring this but then i'm also going to expect this know what you can give and know what you can take you know what i mean mm. because you don't know what you can even give then why are you taking so much or if you don't even know what you can take why are you giving so much Hmm. you know what i mean it's all about this awareness yeah absolutely and then i feel like what you said like sticking to the promises to yourself like is huge for me like that was one of my big ones this year i feel like i was like i'm gonna work out and i wasn't just gonna do like oh january 1st new year's like i was really like i'm gonna do it and i've continued like since like December and I've just been consistent. I've really like learned to love it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I didn't even know I love that part of myself or this thing that I do so much. Yeah. And then it becomes a part of you. So in order to really bring your self-worth back is really just getting down and understanding who am I and what do I enjoy and what am I passionate about? Mm. You know Again, I mean? and you go along that whole aspect of self-discovery. Like yeah, you said. exactly. You have to, and if you don't, then that's okay. You might just be living a life that is a little bit unfulfilling for you, but it's your people pleaser. You got to get out of that habit because I promise you, they will not do the same for you. Mm. Very rare. Very they would have done so already. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, please. Please, come on. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great point. And honestly, I think a lot of the times when you're lacking that self-worth, your external is usually mirroring your internal, how yeah. you feel about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. If you're letting people walk all over you, it's probably because you think like, again, I lack the self-worth. So go, go ahead, do what you want to do. Yes. And I was talking with my boy the other day. We were talking about um, assertiveness, yeah. kind of a dominant energy. Mm-hmm. And we use this analogy. He goes, if, Matt, he goes, you're on a date with a girl. Yeah. Two of you across the table. It's time to get the bill. Yeah. The waiter walks by. Yeah. You go, hey, excuse me, can we get the check? Waiter walks right by. He doesn't pay attention to you. Oh, okay. He goes, 
The second time he goes, you got to get that waiter's attention or that girl's not going home with you. And I go, why? He goes, because you're showing her, like you're just allowing people to walk all over you. Your opinion means nothing. Your, your word means, means nothing. nothing. So the next time the waiter comes back, you go, hey, yo, can I get the bill, please? I tried yeah. to get you the first time. I get it's busy, but mm-hmm. we're trying to leave. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to be a dick. No. Just be assertive, assertive, dominant, and state what you want, how you want it, because you know that you deserve it. Exactly. Very simple. That is so true. Now, again, I bring this. We, we were just talking about this isn't a real scenario. Yeah. But this is, um, this is an example for everyday life. Mm-hmm. Because that assertiveness, that dominant energy, will trickle into every area of your life. So, again, let's go right back to just the simple task of going to dinner. If you believe that you're not worthy to go where you want to eat, your friends are going to take advantage of that. So stick up and say, I don't like Japanese food. I don't like it. Yep. I want to go for Chinese food. Yep, exactly. Just literally state it as it is. And again, don't be a dick. Say, you know what? You guys, all your food taste is bad. Yeah, I don't like you guys. Like, yeah, no, don't be like that. That's true. That's a really good analogy though with the waiter. A very good analogy, Yeah, that's right? smart. So think about that in terms of, let's, I use a silly example, but let's... Yeah, but let's, it's funny. But. <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> look, look at it in terms of goals now. Okay. You come to me and say, Matt, I don't believe in Revive. I think it's a stupid idea. <gasps> if I had no self-worth, i go, you know what? You're right. Let me quit. Podcast Close. is done. Thanks for tuning in. Close the laptop. That's it. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to stay my dominant energy. I'm going to say, no, this is what I dedicated a lot of my time to. This is what I believe in. And yeah. this is what I invest my time and money in. Mm-hmm. Your opinion, I'll take it with a grain of salt. You maybe don't, maybe you're coming from a place of insecurity, but I understand this is what I want to do. I know why I want to do it, yeah. and I'm going to go for it because this is what I want to experience. Absolutely. I feel like that's the hardest aspect of it for me is Which? when someone gives like their opinion, mm. and their opinion means like the world to me. And then you're just kind of like, okay, I didn't really expect that. And then I find myself second guessing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that happens all the time to me. And it's like, how do you bring yourself? back to being like no Haley like this is a good idea you should do what you want to do at the end of the day and my dad's good at saying do you like it as long as you like it nothing else matters (laughs) that's the only thing you need to take away from this podcast (laughs) literally it's so true it's so true though like I love how it's like be assertive enough to set that boundary this is what I want this is what I'm going to say to get what I want done that's all you have to do. And if that still doesn't work, then you're going to be in a little bit of a confrontational situation. Mm. Yeah. Again, use your discretion. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. But I love that. That's... Get the waiter's attention. Yeah. Always have that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. What would what would Matt do in this case? <laughs> he would get the waiter's attention. Hey, sir. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. She's coming home with me tonight, okay? <laughs> I need to get this bill seriously. <laughs> you're like, you're paying rent. You're paying rent. We're going to split. Okay. Okay. So as a society, we're ingrained with this belief that you know, we need to be working. We need to be driven. Sleep is for the weak, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And we always think we need to be driven and hungry for growth every day. Again, number one, that's all we're seeing on our social feeds. Mm-hmm. Millionaire CEOs at 22 litters my timeline. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm not doing that, again, I'm falling behind. That's what, at least what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people haven't discovered that passion and that energy yet that, you know, can kind of excel them on that path. So imagine you were this person. Which person am I? The person struggling to struggling, get, okay. struggling to get on their path, right? They're just bombarded with this exceptionalism all over Instagram. Yeah. And they, they feel they can't live up to it. Mm-hmm. Again, from a place of lack, insecurity, poor self-worth. So imagine you're that person. Okay, you're struggling to find your passion. There's not a lot of fire energy for what you want the most. Maybe they haven't even discovered what they truly want. What would you tell that person, yourself, to get moving in the right direction? To get to that healthier headspace? 
feel like this is going to come across a little mean, but like stop making excuses for yourself. Mm. Like you're tired. I get it. You're burnt out. I get it. You don't always have to be on the grind and making money and doing this and do it. You don't always have to be doing that. But what you do always have to be doing is doing something that fulfills you in any way, shape or form. You're learning something that's fulfilling you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're working and you like your job. That's fulfilling you. If you're stuck in this cycle of who am I and why can I not be like these millionaires on LinkedIn at 20 years old? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Why can I not be that? You definitely can. It's just you need to figure out how your interests align with what you want to do in your life. Like we talked about making mm-hmm. your passion a career. Mm-hmm. You need to find a way to do that. And in order to do that, you need to sit alone with your thoughts. Everything just comes together. It's like at the end of the day, I feel like my best advice would be, I know things are hard, but if you constantly feel sorry for yourself, you're constantly just going to be okay with the stage you are in your life. Mm. It gets to a point where you pick up your slack and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I like doing this. I'm tired today, but this is what I have to do. Like you have like people who work nine to fives and their time like alone is five to nine during those five to nine hours. They're working on something that they love to do. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you like to produce music during that five to nine, you're going to be producing music and you're going to be working on the weekends because you love to do it. So don't be like, I want to be like this. Be like that. Then don't make excuses for yourself. Don't you're diminishing yourself worth just by doing that. Mm-hmm. Just by saying, I can't be like them girl. You can be better than them. Like you don't have to be them. You have to be you. Mm-hmm. And in order to be you, you need to really know you and understand you and understand, Hey, I can do this. One step at a time. Mm-hmm. Just don't make excuses for yourself. Because I did that for a long time. And it gets you nowhere. It's like, that's just how I am. You know, I'm just, just how I am. I'll figure it out. No, you really need to figure it out. Sit down and figure it out. Things yes. just don't fall to you. Life doesn't work like that. You wish, right? Yeah, you wish. Mm-hmm. You got to work hard, but not hard enough where you're like... Burnt sh- out. Burnt out, struggling out here, like trying to survive. Like you really got to like have that balance. If you don't have that balance, then... It, your work means nothing if you don't have that balance at that point. That's it. You know yes. what I mean? You're putting all this time in to be insufficient with it. Because, hey, I work this job that I love, but I would much rather be doing what I'm doing from my five to nine. So all I'm going to do is be working on that and even quit your job. If you have that option, quit your job. Who's going to complain to you? Your parents? Okay. Just prove them wrong. You know what I mean? Have that little bit of motivation and drive yeah yeah. like you kind of have to be a little bit and a little bit selfish this is what i want to do but humans are just selfish in general so Mm. shouldn't be hard to find that aspect of yourself you know what i mean i feel like i find that pretty easily Mm -hmm. like no i don't want to do that i want to do this just setting that boundary and self-worth this is what i want to do exactly this Mm -hmm. is what i want to do it's it's really hard though like seeing like i said everyone in different stages seeing it it's like i don't even know what I should be doing sometimes. Like, am I doing the right thing? Mm -hmm. But you are because it's your path. It's your path. It's your time. And your time will come for everything that you dream and hope, but you got to work for it. You got to stop making excuses for yourself because nothing is just going to come to you. My dad always says that. Nothing will. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're a master manifester. Yeah. Master. Unless you have like a million dollar loan. Yeah. Just a small million dollar (laughs) loan. Yeah. Small million dollar (laughs) loan. No, that you, you illuminate that so great. And the biggest takeaway I got from that was when you're trying 
or when you don't have the power to kind of quit your job and you're trying to look for the passion and fire, mm-hmm. but your job is just draining you. Mm-hmm. What are you filling your hours with that is uplifting you and bringing you the inspiration? Because humans, biologically, we like to be productive mm-hmm. and work provided it's for something we like. Yes. Think about it. Think about a school project. The last project you did, you remember that? I think it was a video you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You said, I worked like a thousand hours <laughs> on it. I was so excited about it. You're yeah. so excited, but that's it wasn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing things like that, whether it be a business, again, creating music or exercising, just simple things that bring you enjoyment and lift your energy up, you bring that energy everywhere else with you in the day. Absolutely. Sure, your job might be draining you down, but are you doing the things to kind of balance, balance that it energy? Out. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what so I was say. exactly, it's it's very simple thing, but we don't give ourselves a chance to kind of get back to a homeostasis or a nicer vibe. Mm-hmm. We're always doing things we hate. We got to do chores. We got to do errands. We got to do work. Yeah, you're taking time to read. You're mm-hmm. taking time to see your friends. Are you taking time to just watch a movie that you want to enjoy? Yeah, these are simple things, but these are things that can recharge you and get you on the path towards success with drive, motivation, and fire. But we overlook them. Absolutely, I think mm-hmm. it's too like finding that balance. Like you spend forty hours a week at work I don't even know how many hours you have after that left but you're sleeping for a lot of that Mm -hmm. but it's like it may be less hours that you have in this like negative awful space that you're in but how fulfilled can you make that to have it outweigh the like negative like hours you spent at work you know what I mean like how can you fulfill yourself that much in that amount of time that can be draining too though like trying to find that and it's like you're tired everybody's tired girl i know get up have a coffee you're good you know what i mean don't make excuses or you know what even flip it on the other side like if you're just so drained maybe your body just needs sleep yeah exactly go to bed early yeah so you're sometimes you need to recharge we always we always forget that Mm -hmm. again more motivation hacks more productivity hacks yeah just Sleep is a superpower that we overlook. Your body does everything it needs to when it's sleeping, sleeping. but mm-hmm. we never give it a chance to. Mm-hmm. It's true, mm-hmm. both physically and mentally. Checking in with yourself, recharging yourself, mm-hmm. so necessary. It can bring motivation you never knew you had, drive, passion. And again, down that process of self-discovery, you bring this new energy yes. to find that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Period. Tied mm. it all in. Right there. <laughs> okay, so this is the la- the last question of the podcast. So we're going to wrap it up here. So... How can someone who maybe feels lost or lacks a solidified idea of their identity, how can they find their passion? They don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. But they know they want to do something with their life, something better. They want to be better. They want to be better. Okay. How, how can they find that? I would say try new things. Simple. Try new things. Travel. Experience different cultures. Experience how other people live their life. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Be like, do I want this life? Do I want to help this community? Do you know what I mean? You really have to try new things. And like we said a million times, like spending time with yourself is like the top dog, I think, in this conversation. But I would definitely say go swim. Go run a marathon, girl. I don't know. Do something. Like find what makes you love waking up every day. Hmm. You know what I mean? That's very hard to find. A lot of people don't have that. They don't love what they do. They don't love their life. They don't love their relationships. But you have full control over all of those things. Full control. You're the only person. Like, your work is expecting you to show up. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't have to do that if you don't like doing that. If you are in a position and you need to find something new, but something you like, then you need to do something new and do something you like. If you know you like reading, 
then girl, go try writing, write a book. Mm -hmm. Then you can read your own book. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you like exercising, I feel like like you, like you built this off of like your love for like being healthy and being like trying to get to the best version of who you can be like Mm -hmm. both physically and mentally. So it's like you turned that into something so great from just something you loved. And it's a lot easier said than done. A lot of work obviously goes into it. I see the amount of work that goes into it, but it's very possible. And I want people to know that it's very possible. It may seem impossible a lot of times, but if you don't try new things and you're never going to experience and know, Hey, I was meant to do that. You know, when you feel like I was meant to do that or Mm -hmm. you're in a situation, I was meant to meet that person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't ever do those things then you'll never know. And you'll always just be wondering and spending your whole life being like, Oh, I wish my life was like theirs on their Instagram. I wish my life was no girl. You are the only person who can control you. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to figure out what you like to do. Like I never did yoga before. I was like, girl, let's get to it. Let's try it out. And then I loved it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is so fun. Now I want to do Pilates. You know, it's like, yeah. And it's like, you like, I'm not going to make a career out of uh, being a yoga instructor. Like, but people do because they love it so much. Mm -hmm. You know, like anything you love, there's a job for. I promise you that people will pay you to do the most ridiculous things. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it comes from trying. But it comes from trying. You have to try and you have to fail. Mm. That's crucial. You have to fail. Sorry. But that's just how it is. That's the way it is. That's just the way it goes. And it's great because the situation that you're in now, whether it be your job, relationship, or hobby that you hate. Yeah. You already took the step before to try that out. You've already done it. Exactly. Just do it, do it again. again. And do then again. again and again. And if you continue, like if you tried like 10 things and you're like, okay, then I understand if you're getting a little frustrated you know what I mean but you really need to put yourself out there but that all comes from confidence and self-worth like of even thinking of putting yourself out there like I would love to remember I told you I seen a video and this girl she's like I'm starting to do things by myself she went swimming by herself I'm like I love that (laughs) I love that like you just have to do stuff like that because you find out new hobbies and how you want to spend your time which eventually will just put a positive enlightenment on your life because you're always happy doing what you love to do. You just don't know what it is yet. You right know? there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. Haley, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How would you feel? I had so much fun. <laughs> I was a little nervous. I know when I listen back, I'm probably going to be like, why did I say that? But that's okay. <laughs> Self-worth. Self-worth. <laughs> Self-worth. Again. It's all a learning experience. I had so much fun, though. I hope people take what I say with a grain of salt, and I hope they understand where I'm coming from, and maybe I help somebody, I hope. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Haley. Yeah, no problem. I had fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you stuck around to the end. And I'm so grateful that you took the opportunity and your time to spend it here with me at The Revive Effect. So if you like what you heard today, please, I ask that you share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear the information. Or even if you did like it, please subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Even email us and tell us what you liked about the podcast. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, again... Don't be afraid to visit our website, R-V-I-V-E official, reviveofficial.ca to learn more and keep up with all the latest and greatest things that we are doing today. If you are someone who is feeling insecure, they're unhappy, unhealthy, and stuck in fear, I've created the Revive Effect and my company Revive in order to transform you into somebody who is the fitter, healthier, happier you, who is more confident than they've ever been in their entire lives. 
and who's driven and hungry for growth every day and actually wakes up energized and happy. So give a look over to our website because that's where you're going to find all the latest and greatest information and tools and resources in order for you to attain that and make that vision of yours a reality. So I'm Matt Celestio. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks here on the Revive Effect podcast.